0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real-life stories from high-performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I'm here on my own to talk around people-pleasing, okay so attracting the people your people attracting the people you want to work with not wanting to please everybody not wanting to attract everybody because at the end of the day your skills your approach your communication your product offering isn't going to fit and suit everybody so the best thing to do is to think about who it does work for who you enjoy working with and go from there but first of all, I want to give you a quick update. What is happening at Selling Without Sleeds HQ? Well, I have to say, uh, having just finished a um, team meeting for the week and um, going through the Selling Without Sleeves plan, uh, I can tell you that there is a lot going on this quarter. Um, whereas last quarter was a bit like, yep, um, let's just keep things ticking over. It is totally like everything seems to be happening or guns blazing um, in Q2. So as a bit of a quick update for you, the website is on its finishing touches. They're really basically waiting for the new logo. Yes, you heard it. The new logo. So selling without sleeves will be changing. So, you know, do not worry when you, uh, next go on to actually won't be next week. It'll be the week after and um, the week beginning the 19th of April. There will be a new icon for the selling without sleeves podcast to fit in with the new branding. It is quite different. It is designed to be quite different. We are leading with Selling Without Sleaze. It's not just about It's not about me. It's not just about me. It definitely isn't. You know, I am a, an element of the team. It's Selling Without Sleaze, you know, as a movement, as an approach um, that is being adopted and supported by not just myself, um, but the wider team. And so, you know, that makes sense to, to sort of let Sarah Jolly Jarvis step back a little bit from it. Um, and make it more about selling without sleaze. And so, for those of you uh, which will, um, yeah, will be casting your eye on that branding very, very soon, I will talk to you on uh, the week of the nineteenth around the branding and actually the thought process behind it, which is really exciting. Salespeople are easily sold to, um, but the design guys we used are people that we've used in the past. They are really, really good at what they do. And I love what they've created. So um, that is obviously going onto the front of my book, which will be out. Well, I can't actually say confirm a definite date. I am still waiting for an email. It's very annoying that America is behind us with timings. So I have to wait for an email to come through um, to confirm when I can expect um, the soft launch to be. Uh, So that should hopefully come through at some point today. But I just couldn't wait. I had to do the recording now um, for 101 other reasons. I will let you know next week, a definite date, fingers crossed, uh, for the book coming out. So the branding, I do know the new branding and the website will go live. Yes, they will go live on the 19th of April, which is to, it's commemorating my first week back at work. Really exciting. You know, I'm back. I've absolutely no intention of um, having any more little people. And so, and there will be no uh, um, you know, timeout for that sort of stuff. So I can really concentrate on, on moving the business along without, you know, significant breaks when little people arrive. So we've got the branding and the website coming out week, week of the 19th. The book is to be confirmed, but I know that it's through in with the formatting team. Um, some errors which we came across when I was reading the audiobook which is, you know, actual plus point. Anybody out there who is creating a book, uh, it's a really good idea to do your audiobook read through before your book gets published. That way you don't have that awful feeling of, oh, crikey, this is actually wrong. Uh, and so some of the clangers that were in there, um, grammatically, and, and as far as, um, you know, spelling uh, were concerned, spot on. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there are some um, errors with actually what, what makes sense and sometimes it was actually saying the opposite of what it was supposed to be saying, um, which was a little bit worrying. So we have got that sorted out and um everything now reads as it should um and in some cases it now reads as i speak but you know never mind uh so that's that's a really good learning point from my point of view is, is if i was ever absolutely insane enough to write another book i would definitely do the audiobook read through um prior to the book being published so that any changes could be picked up apparently when people proofread they are supposed to speak out loud with it, but I, I can appreciate why you might not want to be speaking out loud the whole time so that's the book so the book has gone through um, into the formatting team. they have been formatting it whilst the errors have been corrected as well, so we're anticipating in the next week or so, I believe, which is what I'm waiting on confirmation for and um, we should have the uh, the formatted version through, and then it's just a case of putting that all together and and getting that up on Amazon how exciting, kind of exciting, kind of, you know, and you feel excited, but it also makes you feel that little bit sick. Yep, that's where I'm at. Quarter two plans. I mentioned uh, that, Yep, yeah, I've, I, we've just, I've just come out of the, the meeting where we were going through the plans. So basically, we have a planning day, we decided what those plans are, and then we all build out the different steps that are needed. Um, surprise, surprise, I'm super keen on the various steps and milestones required to achieve Um, those plans. So achieve that goal. My plans for Q2 are the book launch, the book funnel and running ads to support those things and so and those are the three quarterly rocks as we call them um good old traction book for those of you which haven't read traction do so brilliant book so those are my three quarterly rocks that I will be working on um, this quarter now you think oh that's not too bad Um, you know when I first said that I felt like I could knock it out in like half a day job done and then you start actually looking at the various steps needed and then that's when you feel a little bit overwhelmed and then that's that's where I was at uh when I sat down and, and built those out before the meeting today, but actually going through those, um, it does very clear timescales that we need to stick to um, if we are going to get through all of those things by the end of this quarter. The aim is to have a positive return on investment by the end of Q2. Basically, that means that the ad spend we put in we ha- are already covering on the back end sales, which is. Yeah, it's it's exciting, it's daunting, it's amazing. Um, I feel really lucky to be in a position where we are doing this. We do this for clients in the agency. And we did something on a, on a similar but smaller scale with the challenge. Um, and so, yeah, to sort of ramp it up and have something as a, a functioning sales funnel with a book, a book at the beginning of it that I wrote, <laughs> um, is really, really quite cool. I will give you a little update at the end of the quarter to sit, let you know how I got on there, but obviously, you know, I don't want to bore you to death with all my plans. Without further ado, let's get on to finding your people. So finding your ideal customer and attracting those ideal customers. And more significantly with this podcast is how to filter out um, those that you really don't want to work with. Now, let me just pop this into context for you. Um, Last summer, I worked with a client who is a really good example of this. This whole podcast has been inspired by um, my timeline on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. But, you know, and it gives you memories from like a year ago. And a year ago, I wrote about how um, you can't – don't be a people pleaser. You can't please everyone. Don't try. And instead, you know, put your energy basically into attracting your people, your ideal customer. So, you know, being yourself, attracting your people, those that will get the best out of your style of working, basically, and your approach – that you can truly help. And that's the thing is, is you can't help everybody. Some people aren't going to like me wielding my big stick and, you know, encouraging people, um, apparently in, in a really nice positive way, but the accountability. Guys tend to get a little bit more uh, feathers ruffled by my accountability than than ladies do. I am not for everybody. I'm for people who want that accountability. They want me to pull them up and go, you know what, I think you're talking rubbish and you know you, they want they want that that's what they're paying for that's what they want and um, that's not everybody um some people don't want that some people find it annoying and, you know, I am not for them. They are better off finding somebody who has a different style, who they they enjoy working with and who can get the best out of them. Most people you can motivate in some way or other. It's finding out that way of doing it and whether that fits with you or fits with somebody else. You know, we're all grown ups. We're not for everybody. And so it's figuring out if they're not for you, you know, allowing them to understand that, allowing them to go, you know what, this isn't where you're going to find your answers and help them. To, to, to move on and find somebody else. Now, when I say help them move on, I do not mean be rude, be horrible, be nasty, you know, make them feel terrible about themselves and make them never want to go anywhere near any of your marketing or or anything else ever again. You know, it's a case of allowing them to see that your style probably isn't for them. And, and how to do that is, first of all, <laughs> and foremost, be yourself. Um, and for those of you which will be listening or have listened to the snippet, Um, In the short snippet that I created um, to accompany this week's podcast, the snippets I've put in, guys, as a bit of a a quick sort of a a usable, um, less of the information around it, um, more about just quick, actionable information that people can implement um, is the idea of the snippet. So they're about five minutes long max, um, which, can you imagine, that's quite tricky for me to keep to. And they, um, they go through... Uh, and provide information on the steps that you need to take to make those changes, to implement something, to address something. This, it's important that the people who aren't your people, you give them that motivation to find somebody else. You go, hey, you know what, I'm not for you. Maybe you want to look here or maybe you want to look there. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, too, in itself is, is great. What I would encourage you to do is a bit like this lady that I was um, working with last summer. She had a funnel. She did low-level paying ads and she would have a lead magnet, which was, um, which was, that's what um, the ads were running to with cold traffic was to a lead magnet. Now that cold traffic had various interest groups that we tweaked as we went through her working with me. But it basically provided her um, with an opportunity to get in front of lots of people who suffer from anxiety. Now, it turned out that actually there were kind of two types of people out there um, that she was coming across there maybe more but um, the, the, there was two distinct groups that we discovered when we were looking at the types of people that she was attracting in with her lead magnet there were her, her ideal customers so people who were highly motivated to make a change they realized that actually I don't want to continue living like this something has to be done about it and they were super motivated to make that change happen that was the, the first group of people she attracted. The second group were people who their identity was mixed up. In having anxiety, and the community um, that was, you know, there for them. So, you know, Facebook groups um, and you know opportunities, social um, interactions. Um, remember those things? Um, but you know, even online social interactions. There was an opportunity to interact and talk to people, share stories, share symptoms, and and it it, it formed part of their identity. And then, obviously, through that, they struggled to. Why Why would they want to change? You know, they were, they were happy to... They were wanting to make a change. They felt like they were wanting to make a change. But actually, when pitch came to shove, they were, would lose too much. They would actually miss out. They'd miss out on that social interaction. And I remember back in my days as a medical devices um, representative, People had leg ulcers. Yeah, grim slight, you know, side conversation here. But people had leg ulcers where your skin breaks down, you have wounds on your legs, and they're awful and horrible. And you have to wear like bandages um and compression bandages to help your circulation to stop these ulcers from happening. But what they found was was that actually for some of the the people, they, you know, they were quite isolated, they lived on their own, they were quite lonely. Um, it was an, actually an opportunity for them to have social interaction. And so, you know, they enjoyed going down the the leg ulcer clinic clinics and sitting there and chatting to the person next to them who also had a leg ulcer you know and they would they, they strike up relationships and you know like it's a bit like the water cooler scenario but you know instead they're sat there in a waiting room and it's the same people having the same appointment at the same time so they get chatting and they chat about grandchildren they chat about holidays and everything else and before you know it you know they've, they've got a relationship going and it's something they can look forward to now then that leg ulcer heals and they no longer have to go to clinic and they actually found that some people really really sadly were actually causing themselves to for the leg ulcers not to heal or causing them to break down again by not wearing their stockings that they needed to um, post having an ulcer because they wanted that social interaction. They'd had that interaction and they had that opportunity and, and now it was being lost. That is really, really sad. In the medical um, world, the solution to that was to actually put on clubs where they would come after their ulcers were healed. <laughs> if they could do, if they wanted to, and they could have their legs checked to make sure that they weren't getting any more ulcers or any, any issues. But also they had that interaction, they could have a cup of tea, and they could help out with the clinic. And it was a real social setting for them. And so there was no advantage to continue having leg ulcers, because there was no loss of social interaction. And so that's what what happened. And that's how we got those solutions. You know, that is a, a really sad example. Um, But a very true example of a real example of what goes on. And so, you know, not everybody wants that solution. And the problem is, is when you're in sales and you are selling a product or a service and that person isn't as bought in as you are and you're wanting them to to get a positive outcome. You're wanting to get them to to achieve the goal. Um, But actually, you're more bought in than they are. And so that's when it can become really frustrating, particularly if you, um, you know, like myself, um providing a service, you want that evidence, you want those outcomes, you want that positive impact so that you can talk around that with testimonials and case studies of the successes to show how effective you are. But if that person isn't as important as you are, you can see the frustration you get into um, where you're like, well, just if they just did this. And then that's when people will start doing things for their clients rather than getting their clients to do it for themselves. Um, And then you can end up in a right spiral. So... This was what was happening with this lady was she was getting the the leads in and she was getting a real mix of her ideal customer, polar opposites. They were either her ideal perfect customers or they were like the opposite of it. They actually just wanted to talk through. They wanted a sounding board. They didn't want a solution. They felt like actually things couldn't change, um, but they just wanted, at the very most, they wanted somebody to confirm that for them. And so she would end up on the phone to these people for hours on end, with no intention of them. They had no intention of buying from her, um, but she couldn't. You know, it was it was very difficult to make that difference. And and I likened it to fishing because I do love my metaphors. And the thing is, is, you know, they're all in this pond, you've got them in this pond, because you've provided them with a lead magnet, you've coaxed them into this pond. And then all of a sudden, they're all booking calls. And so you know, you've only got so many hours in the day, Um, you're obviously not paid for these calls, the people who tend to want to take up the more time on the calls are the people who aren't don't have an intention of, of buying they don't actually believe they can um find a solution or a way of you know reducing their symptoms and so they they take up the time and this lady was a really lovely lady and she didn't want them to feel like she was being dismissive she wanted to, to listen to them she wanted to help um, and in lots of cases she knew she could help but you know the conversation left her frustrated because she knew she could help, you know, left her with, you know, an hour, an hour and a half later, um, having got no further forwards with her business. So that lead magnet did feed into already some emails. So um, you can set up emails as an email automation. Um, you can automatically send people once they have joined your um, emailing list, once they've basically um, signed up for the lead magnet, you can send them information What she was doing was sending them some introductory emails. And what we did was we tweaked those emails. So instead of those emails being more sort of hints and tips, um, more sort of value and and evidence of of her um, effectiveness with some testimonials, we changed those up and we talked around actually, you know, who she was for, who this course would work for. And we were very clear with there is a course for sale here. There is an opportunity to help you to learn skills which can help you manage um, your, your, your condition better. You know, there was no apologies with that. Why, why should there be? Um, at the end of the day, they'd signed up, they'd got information, they'd got value for free from that lead magnet, from that, quick easy to digest bit of information that they could implement very quickly um, and so from that um, those which wanted to buy from her were wanting to know well what else is on offer what can I do this has really worked. so what else can I do how can I get that bit more improvement for those people which weren't as switched on to improvements and and making change they didn't want to hear about the course you'd get unsubscribers at at that stage you had that then opportunity to book a call so you got unsubscribe stick on the list or some book to call those which booked a call tend to be highly motivated they were already very aware that this was the course there was a course available and so they they realized that you know this is going to be a sales call which is what they wanted now you know for other people they stayed on the on the list they would get obviously another email um, and that other email would go into to more information again. So, you know, this was a lot more around, you know, what, what, what was you can you expect from my email list? What can you expect from me? And, you know, it was, I'm for people who are motivated, who want to make a change, who believe that a change can be, um, can be made. And interestingly enough, just being able to say, you know, they believe that the change can be made that again, you get unsubscribers. Now, People tend to think as unsubscribers as a bad thing, but it's really, really not okay. Particularly as your email list gets larger, you end up having to pay um, for certain numbers. So you, you know, it goes over, say, two and a half, three thousand people. Um, you need to then pay that bit more a month. So you don't want people on that list that aren't uh, genuinely interested. There aren't genuinely potential ideal customers, and. What you also want to be thinking about, even if you're not paying for your numbers, even if you're thinking, you know what, I've got a piddly list, is when you start looking at your open rates and what messages resonate with them, you are targeting your ideal customer on your email list. You want your ideal customer to be on the list. You want the vast majority of people on that list to be your ideal customer because if they're not, then your results get skewed. For instance, when you start sending out emails for offers and things like that, you do testing of different headings. And you can test the headings, even with a value post, you know, you can test headings. You want to know what resonates with your audience. But if they aren't your audience, then, you know, you might as well go into the supermarket and go, hey, guys, which one would you prefer? Um, and, you know, you'd get a full range of opinions and people because they're not all your ideal customer. So you want your ideal customer, to be those people on that list so that you can test your messaging, you can test what's going on, you can see what resonates with your audience, with your ideal customer, because they're the people you want to convert into your paying customers, because they're the ones you get the best impact for, remember? They're the ones you enjoy working with the most, and they're the ones who value most what you do. So, along maybe with other things that they, other perks that you get from working with them. You, you've you gone from the lead magnet to a mix of ideal and not ideal and you're filtering them using an email um again you're offering a call for those people who are wanting to buy because you always make it as easy as possible for your ideal customer to buy from you okay yeah remember that from from i've said previously on podcasts always make it as easy as possible for your ideal customer to buy from you and that's what you're doing by offering those those calls okay Following those steps, using those principles, even if it's people can becoming part of your world. Okay, you don't use an email list. <sighs> don't get me started on that one. But let's just ignore that for now, and let's go back to the fact that you don't use one. And um, you know, you've got an audience on on social media it's on Instagram for instance you know so they've they've joined your world you want again to see what resonates with your ideal customer so you want to keep that your audience as clean as possible you want them to be your ideal customer as much as possible so you know you can't vet them you can't go you know what no you're not coming in um but you can attract people um and repel people um but just be mindful when i say repel i really don't mean go out there and be rude to people make them feel bad about themselves it is about helping them to think, you know what, this isn't the solution, she's not going to be my solution, he's not going to be my solution, let's move on. You would use the same principles with, with that audience, so it's all about your messaging, okay? Now, next week, I'm going to be talking to you some more about my exciting updates, because I just can't help myself, but also, um, well, hopefully, yeah, my date the date will be confirmed for the uh, soft launch of the book. But also um, I'm going to be talking to you about altering your approach. So what I mean by that is you're currently stuck with some customers who you don't really relate to. So how can you um, get your ideal customer? What can you do with your current resources? Because people love to go running off and trying different things. Okay, so I'll create this lead magnet. I'll create that. Let's just look at the resources we've got. Let's look at the, the what we've already got out there and what we've already got available to ourselves and see how we can adapt it and tweak it and see if we get our ideal customer that way um so next week i'm going to be talking to you about altering your approach to attract that ideal customer but in the meantime guys enjoy this very random weather um, if you're in the uk that we are currently experiencing uh last week it was done in the sun cream and yeah then we've had snow i mean what is that all about enjoy the weather enjoy the the slight relaxing of um of the uh, lockdown rules as of uh monday very very exciting and um i will see you all again next week so thursday so in the meantime bye for now guys and happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.